Hello, and thank you for listening to the Total Health Podcast. My name is Rosie Piercy. I'm a chiropractor and clinic director, and I find the subject of health fascinating. In this podcast, every fortnight, we'll be discussing health from a different perspective. I hope you enjoy. Hi, my name's Rosie from Total Health Podcast, and I'm here with life coach and business coach, Gemma McRae from Prosperity Kitchen. Hello, everyone. Hi, Gemma, lovely to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you, and I must just say, first of all, that Gemma is my business coach. She is wonderful. <laughs> if you're looking for a business coach, do use Gemma. Oh, but um, stop it. I know. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. But we are here today to talk about more than business coaching, because um, Gemma also does life coaching and yes. a podcast and yes. all sorts of other wonderful things. Uh, on her website so first we want to talk to you why did you become a life coach business coach because that wasn't your first career was it no no I was in the property industry for 18 years for a long time yeah um and I was well, I had a BS well I have a BSc in uh, honours in estate management degree and I'm a qualified charter surveyor mm. Which do more than measuring, I've learned from you. It's far more than measuring. But that's all I thought, but they did tons of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so we're a property professional, basically. Yeah. And um, so I was in that industry for 18 years, specialising in shopping centres. Mm-hmm. I was in London, then latterly Dubai for six years. And I was really successful. Um, I was doing very, very well. But I had almost like a come-to-Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. And my career was going from strength to strength, but I was just not happy. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't anything to do with the industry, it wasn't anything to do with the company, they, it was all, they were all lovely actually, but I just felt there was something more... It's not what you wanted to be doing. Yeah, it was really, really quite strange, and I'll never forget, I was living in Dubai, and I was there on my own, mm-hmm. and it was Ramadan in, in Dubai, and I went into a bookshop, mm-hmm. and the malls in Ramadan are dead, and okay. it was dead, really quiet. And I walked into Borders of the Bookshop mm. and I walked over to, bizarrely, the self-help section, which mm. until that point, Rosie, not I avoided. Time. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to self-help section. Went over to the self-help section and this book literally kind of leapt out mm-hmm. at me. And it's a book I'd seen before, okay. but had never really taken any interest mm-hmm. in. Pulled it out and it's a book called You Can Heal Your Life by okay. the wonderful Louise Hay, who's okay. actually now deceased. She died last year. And literally, that book, I read that book from cover to cover within, I think, about a weekend. Okay. And it so it really grabbed you then? It grabbed me. And it literally changed my life. Okay. Um, there are better books out there, actually. But that one spoke that to you. was a catalyst. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I then decided from that book to, to make a few more changes to my life, mm-hmm. which then ultimately led me to thinking about what my true calling is or mm-hmm. was. And I realised that actually I really like helping people. Okay. Um, I'm fairly knowledgeable on health mm-hmm. and fitness. Mm-hmm. And I was very good at business. And mm-hmm. it just all came together at once. And I just thought, do you know what? I think I want to be a coach. And that's what happened. Oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Like making that big change in your life. Yeah. And I also got a life coach myself at the time in Dubai, which, you know, had a massive effect on me. And then I met my husband, moved back and trained professionally to be a coach and it's gone from strength to strength oh that's very interesting um and do you feel that like when you're life coaching or business coaching that you can bring because obviously if you've made a massive change to your life which you did then it helps you make a a change to other people's life or understand the struggle that people are going through when they wanting to change either their business life or their personal life yeah 
my life looking back personally mm -hmm. i've had a lot of hardship mm -hmm. i've been through a lot so yeah. i've experienced a lot that's definitely equipped me to be a good life coach mm -hmm. and from a business coach point of view i've just naturally always been very gifted i think in the business arena yeah which again obviously helps yeah. being a business coach so definitely personal experience has made me more suited to this career than maybe other people possibly yeah. are um and ultimately you know where i've had hardship both personally mm. and professionally i've turned i've always come out on top so you're quite a positive person aren't you yeah. well naturally not but you're good at but I'm good at making yeah. myself the best version that I can mm. be. And ultimately, whatever I've, wherever I haven't succeeded, mm -hmm. I've made myself succeed. Just plugging away at it. Yeah, so I'm very good at knowing what needs to be done and that's where I help my clients. Okay, and do you think that things like fear is one of the things that stops people from doing a lot of things? Definitely. Because is it Tony Robbins? I'm not really good at self-help stuff. Is he say, Is he the one who says that it's not the fear of failing, it's the fear of succeeding and how that might change your life that, that stops a lot of people but they don't realise it? Is that the right...? He's probably said that. And I would agree. I mean, ultimately, if you get really philosophical about mm. life, yeah. what most people mm. are scared of when you really, really get psychological with it is dying. Yeah. Is a fear of dying. It's quite a big thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. However, yes, I would say as a coach, what I come across probably 70, 60% of the time, mm -hmm. why people are not achieving what they want to achieve is because some kind of fear is stopping them from achieving it. Normally, it's fear around finances. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, it's particularly if they're secure. Is that why often you'll find people get made redundant and then they go and do that thing that they've always wanted to do, like start a business or what have you, because the security net is no longer there. That's exactly so right. So they can like go, oh, actually, it doesn't matter anymore. I might as well go and do this. That is exactly, funnily enough, I've just got a new client who's who's going through that mm -hmm. redundancy issue. Yeah. Um, and she is doing something that she's always wanted to do. Yeah. And it's been niggling in her mind forever, but she didn't have the courage to do yeah. it because... She was scared about money. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, that that's reality. Yeah. We, we've got to be honest you've here. You've got a mortgage, you've got kids, you've got whatever, you've yeah. got to pay it, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. And, and, and that's also, as a coach, where I'm very practical. Mm -hmm. Life, you know, as much as I believe in taking risks, and yeah. I do, and by the way, before I was a coach, I was very risk averse and conscientious and never took any risk myself. That surprised me, actually. <laughs> completely, yeah, yeah, you have swung me completely away. trained myself yeah. the way. Um, you have got to be practical, mm -hmm. um, but a redundancy is a perfect example mm -hmm. of where, like you've just said, mm -hmm. where you have no choice. You then have more choice. You way. then have more choice and you suddenly realise, actually, I'm actually going to do this because I've got no choice. Yeah. And actually, if I'd done that earlier... How much happier could I have been? Mm. Or because I think that that's I know I've spoken to a couple of people who've left their jobs or what have you and suddenly they're like, I'm so much happier if I'd done this 10 years earlier then I wouldn't have had 10 years of staying in this job I don't like or this relationship I don't like or whatever it is that keeps them there. It's because mm. the change is hard. People don't like change, do they? As a kind of... Well, there's two things there. One hand, I'd say you should never regret. You were exactly yeah. where you are meant to be at this yeah. exact time. Mm -hmm. However, as human beings, we also know when we're procrastinating. Yeah, 
Yes, or just treading water kind of we thing. We do. We all know. Yeah. Everyone, everyone listening to this will know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. There'll yeah. be something in your life, yeah. there'll be something in the listener's yeah. life where they know really they should be taking action, mm-hmm. but they're not because they're procrastinating. Yeah. And procrastination is a whole other... Yeah. I mean, I guess you have, like, minor procrastination, I can't say it, when you're, like, not doing that piece of work you need to do or what have you, when you just keep, I don't know, start cleaning the house so you don't do it. Then you have bigger procrastination where you're, like, you know you're actively not thinking about that thing that's making you unhappy or that you want to change. Yes. And it's quite hard to then decide to change that, isn't it? It is, and there's one piece of advice. In fact, I did a blog post on that Okay. Oh, I did see that, actually. The person lying down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, carry on. yeah. Yeah. Procrastination is a big topic and there's more to it, but effectively that one thing that you're putting off, yeah. there's there's a very simple trick and it's yeah. just do it. Just so that's swallowing get, frogs get, thing, isn't it? Just get on and do it. It's my favourite, you, know, you must know swallowing, yes. yeah, it's my, my favourite thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go and swallow a frog. Obviously, now listeners, if you haven't heard of the swallowing a frog thing, it's very, is it a very corporate speak yes. type thing? Which, so until a few years ago, I hadn't heard it, but it's that if, if you've got a something awful to do like swallowing a frog if you, the early of the day you do it that's probably better. the worst thing that's going to happen to you today is swallow that frog yeah and then you feel better because you've done that thing and it's not hanging over you all the time well it's one of my tips actually mm-hmm. if you life coaching and business coaching yeah. one of the best things you can do for efficiency in life personally and yeah. professionally mm-hmm. is generally most people this works for is first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. you get done that one important strategic thing Mm -hmm. that you have to get done. Yeah, that's the one thing I must do today is, before I do anything else is. Yeah, because particularly in work, you're always gonna go into work and think, oh, there's email, there's phone calls, there's admin, there's Doris on reception I've gotta deal with. People come up with you and go, can you help me with this? Yeah, Yeah. because people are always gonna want your time they're thinking that them wanting your time is more important than you having your own yeah. time. So the best time to get something done is first thing in the morning yeah. with no distractions. But then and again, it's another podcast. And also if you make a list, like a list of things you need to get done, I've always, I mean, I find personally that saves me, uh, you know, the days I don't make a list the night before yes. are my least productive days because I'm there going, what was I supposed mm-hmm. to do? What was happening? Yeah. Whereas if I've got the, I will do blah, 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 then I'm yeah. more efficient. Um, so do you find an overlap in your coaching clients and your business clients that they that some of the issues that are holding them back in their personal life affect their coach their business or some things in their business affect their coaching? Well, or... yes. I mean, ha- I treat them as two very yeah. different disciplines, as you know. Yeah. Um, in my pr- in my practice, you're either a, you're either life coaching with me or you're business yeah. coaching with me for a reason. You don't want to overlap them. I think it can blur. Yeah. The lines yeah. actually. However, mm-hmm. it would be unrealistic for me to say they don't cross over because, of course, they do. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, mental health mm-hmm. is, for example, and physical health, yeah. which is almost life coaching, yeah. is absolutely vital for being successful in business. Yeah. Probably the most successful thing for being successful yeah. in business, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because if you haven't got mental agility and physical agility, you're going to have no energy and no clarity. And no resilience. Is, yeah. Because we've often talked about the kind of entrepreneurs thing. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Um, I think it's like a graph of an entrepreneur's day. Like it starts off, yeah, I'm the best person in the world. And, oh my gosh, my idea is awful. Then I'm brilliant and this is amazing. You're kind of going constantly on a roller coaster of up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. Which is something we've often talked about is yeah. that it's, and that's one of the hard things about running a business or being an entrepreneur or doing whatever people want to call themselves is that when you're your own boss, 
you haven't got someone telling you what to do, have you? Or you haven't got anyone guiding you what to do. And that's when business coaching comes in and is helping you to, to know how to deal with that and also how to cope with the ups and downs a bit more and manage things. That is the number one... All of my business coaching clients who are solopreneurs, yeah. predominantly, mm-hmm. as opposed to small businesses, mm-hmm. the number one obstacle they face is their own fears yeah. day in day out and exactly what you've just said mm. and it's for all you listeners out there who are solopreneurs I've not heard that one before yeah um it is a hundred percent natural yeah. to be absolutely sky high I'm brilliant one day yeah and then the following day or the following week you feel like the world's going to end yeah that my friends is a typical entrepreneurial solopreneurial journey must admit i could have that cycle hourly on some days <laughs> yeah and it is a case of with that a just understanding that that's normal mm-hmm. and b also knowing how to coach yourself when it happens to know just you know how you ride it out almost yeah essentially it changes it, yeah it, literally that's probably one of the number one things i deal with is people yeah. sort of going up and down with their emotions yeah Okay, interesting. And in terms of like the life coaching, because you have quite a lot of international clients, don't you? Yes. Although you're based in Berkshire, you've got like them all yes, over the place. All over at the moment, yeah. So I'm at the moment. I've got what have I got at the moment? I have got America. I've got Canada. I've got lots in the Middle East. I've got New Zealand. I've got. I must make your time zone managing quite. It well, I'm quite an early bird, so that's that it, helps. It, it helps like really early bird. Um, where else have I got? I've got um, da, 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 Russia. I'm forgetting. Da, 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 da. Did you say Denmark earlier? Denmark. That's business coaching. Oh. Live coaching. Um, I can't remember, but quite quite a varied countries. And because you're quite well known now, aren't you? So you're getting some famous clients. I know you can't obviously speak about any of them. No. Because that would be completely wrong. But um... uh, uh, actually, no. <laughs> I can't tell you. No, but you are getting, so you're quite because you you've been in the press a bit as well and things yeah. like that. So it's must be nice to see your own business obviously flourishing and. Well, yeah, it's um, how can I put this? I literally, and it sounds really cringy even when I say it. So forgive me. I get my cringe ready. Yeah. It is cringe. Um, I'm literally living almost my dream life, actually. But that's what you want to be as a life coach, isn't it? Well, it's it, that shows my clients as yeah. well that it's what I yeah. do, I practice what I preach yeah. and it's successful and um, yeah I mean I absolutely love my job, I get to go into work every day and I help people and I just get so much joy and pleasure from that um, that yeah I'm very I'm very 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 lucky and blessed so yes I'm you know the business both sides of the business. But then also you've worked hard for that that's not like just sprung out of thin no, air isn't it? it? And that's... No it, it's been hard work, persistence, and patience from the beginning yeah um and it's paid off and you know i'm i'm truly blessed and i'm one of those people that i love to work yes and i never thought i'd say that no but that shows that you're happy yeah Um, i am Um, and i'm pregnant at the moment as well (laughs) so hormones all over the shop hormones are definitely happy at the moment half now it's time who knows give it 10 minutes a little law of change so i was gonna ask you something actually um Mm. Because I hate the term mumpreneur. Mm-hmm. I, I really, it really gets my goat up because I kind of feel like you don't get dadpreneurs, do you? No. And it's like I don't, I don't know how you'll feel about this when you're, you know, when you have your, when you're no longer pregnant and have your baby. Is that people go, oh, you're such a mumpreneur. It's like, why should my 
business, my entrepreneurship, be connected to the fact that I've had a child, which, you know, I can get some ba businesses when perhaps it's a baby-led business, you know, so you have created a baby sling or baby food because you were doing it. That I can almost yeah. get. But my business has got nothing to do with the fact that I have children. Yeah, I mean, that term's actually quite patronising. That's what I find. It really makes me want to, like... And I'm not I'm not a very violent person at all, but it really makes me, you know, clench my fists in that kind of... I don't know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I... Because I'm being too sensitive about it, it really winds me up. Well, it's one of those things that is quite patronising, but I wouldn't I never... I would never... Um, if somebody said it to me, mm. I would just be like, oh, thank you, because... Well, I probably wouldn't unless they were someone I knew well, and I'd be like... Yeah, don't say that. I'm not a mumpreneur. No, it's... It, but that's the thing is women, you know, and not to go on about women because I'm not one of those no. feminist bangers, I'm really not. No. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that either, but you know, in my experience, yeah. whatever sex you are, if you're good at what you do, yeah. you will succeed. Yeah. Um, I think unfortunately women have done ourselves disservice mm. along the way. Yeah. In many ways. However, I do believe that sometimes there are comments like that. Yeah. Don't but help. Don't help. No, I mean, I was talking to, it's a slightly off track, but I was talking to one of the, because uh, I run a, a clinic, Total Health for Sparks, and I was talking to one of the uh, male therapists, yeah. and one of the female therapists, about ways that you interact with patients. Yeah, a bit of yours, sorry. Can't do you. <laughs> so boring. And it was quite interesting, the things that he's never even thought about. Yeah. But that me and the other, the female therapist have encountered quite frequently, you know. I mean, I'm quite short, and I'm a chiropractor, and I have people coming in, are you big enough to adjust me? No. And you know they would never have said that to a guy, you know, maybe because you don't get many five foot two men, but even if they did, that they probably <laughs> wouldn't say that, or are you strong enough to do this job, or, you know, I was on a Facebook group about chiropractors in America, I don't know if they have a more hard deal on the gender thing there, but they were like, people come and say, can you go and get the doctor now? Or you've a nurse, or things like that. And oh I mean, God. I've never had that before. But I know that when I first qualified, I looked very young. And I used to wear a clinic jacket, I had my hair up, I used to wear glasses, anything I could do to make myself look older. Really? Yeah, because one of the things you'd get is people come and look at you, going, oh. And you could see them going, you're old enough to do it. See, I, I would... Quite, I find that quite amusing. It's, it is kind of amusing, actually. Yeah, but it's it's that kind of thing. Whereas I was talking to the to the, to the uh, male therapist, and he's like, "Oh no, I've never had that." <laughs> I do think, but it's a way you carry yourself as well, and that comes with experience. Yeah, and, and women sometimes can be a little bit sensitive. Yes, no, I think you know, I think there is an element of that. Yeah. But no, you're strong because my husband, yeah. you've done, and he's six foot four, big yeah. bloke, <laughs> and he looked a bit shell shocked when he left. <laughs> He's never felt so good though. Well, that's that's what we want. <laughs> but it's all technique. Um, anyway, so that was completely off <laughs> off topic. Um, so you've got some stuff on your website, haven't you? About Maybe how lots, lots of this. It's a treasure trove of um, is self help the right word? I guess self improvement. Self improvement. Self help always sounds a bit desperate. Yeah, I try to use. Sorry, it's not. It's because I'm pregnant. Everyone, that's why I keep yawning. Um, yeah, I try to actually. It's, it's only recently, the last month, I started to use the word words self improvement. Yeah, I think I like that. It's better because it's rather than help me, it's yes. improve me, which yes. is more positive. Yes, I like that. Because um, mm -hmm. you've got obviously your podcast. Yes, which is weekly. It's weekly. It is award-winning. Just want to make that point. Which award? Um, Huffington Post. Really? Did I know that? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I won. Um, when was that? One of the top uh, podcasts in the world. 
Huffington Post, 2017. <laughs> yes, yeah. Wow, I'm not surprised. I love the podcast. Yeah, every week. And, it, and it's really good because it has quite a wide ranging. Yeah. Because you had like Business Week, and yeah. then you might have I don't know, was it like Emotions Week or yeah. something? So yeah. that's quite good. And then you've got um, an online course, so if people can't book to see you or what have you, yeah. or they need to kind of can't do the time thing that, that they can do it in their own time can't they yeah the online thing is online thing there'll be more online things um, <laughs> selling it so well yeah for no, you. No, it's me. I should be, I'm the business coach um the online stuff is is it's got two two prongs of attack really it's for those people who are perhaps on a budget yeah and it's also for those people who haven't got the time mm-hmm. it's just convenience and, yeah. and budget really um so at the moment there's one there's one course mm-hmm. on the shop but Literally, I'm in the process of releasing some books. Okay. Um, some guided decluttering stuff. Yeah. Some business coaches. Literally, over the next six months, there'll be a lot on that shop. Because decluttering is quite important, isn't it, for like mental health? They've yeah. had quite a lot of research on that now, haven't they? Is yes. that? And I know myself that I mean, I have two small children, and the house is not ever really. Well, Gem has been to my house. Yeah, I'd like to say it's clean, but I wouldn't say it's ever tidy, um, particularly. Um, particularly for lounge, it's like a, just an explosion of toy shops. Oh, you never let me in the lounge. No, that's because <laughs> that's probably. Why. I always sidetrack lounge to, to the, the kitchen that I've um, spent the last forty minutes scrubbing into some sort of. I knew it, and, and I'm sure that Gemma still walked in and went bit bit messy here. Like, this is no, tidy. No, I don't judge like that. No, I know you don't. But... Decluttering is it's it's a massive buzzword yeah. ever since the brilliant Marie Kondo life changing magic of tidy, yeah. which I actually did. Yeah, and she, I did for six months do that whole folding. Yeah, the folding clothes. I don't. I've actually, now kind of fallen out of practice that, and it's more just shoved into a drawer. At, oh my god, don't do <laughs> um, But you see, the decluttering thing—if you look at that per se—that's been going on for thousands of years. Yeah. People know. Well, you right. all know. If you go and clean your house thoroughly and tidy your yeah. living room, I can guarantee you're going to feel a million times better. Yeah. And. Yeah, decluttering is is now scientifically proven to mentally help your mind. Yeah, and it brings you clarity. Because you've done quite a good post on that, or a couple of them about yes. um, um, the podcast about decluttering your lounge. Lounge. I've, in fact, I've done all my blog posts have, have covered the whole house. Um, I did a podcast on the living room, but soon to come on the website in the shop will be literally guided. Um, step by step download Mm. so you can put me in your ears Uh, and I will literally take you from every room in your house step by step tell you how to declutter so I think that's really useful because I must admit when I did do the decluttering I did get rid of all those clothes that I'd kept for whatever reason it is like a mental weight goes isn't it and I I had these like vases that I'd moved through free properties and I looked at I've only got them because so-and-so gave them to me and I feel I should keep them. Yeah. And actually, you gave them... And also, there's some things like someone had given me a nice wrap or something, but it wasn't my colours. So it was lovely, but I was never going to wear it. That's it. And so, actually, I gave it to a friend That's who it. I'd seen in that colour the week before, and I went, this would look lovely on you, have it. Yeah. And they're like, what do you want? I was like, no, I just don't want it anymore. That's and it. I'd feel happier seeing you wear it, mm-hmm. you know, than than me keeping it at the back of my drawer feeling guilty every time I see it. Well, it's true what Marie Kondo says. Yeah. You will... and you're, People are going to roll their eyes and say it's woo-woo. It's not. You will get feelings for mm. things. I know I have clothes that yeah. I think maybe I should keep, but mm. you know what? I just don't get a good feeling about them. Yeah. 
they go. Well, it's like that um, thing when you know the whole you could get your clothes out the night before to get dressed. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about with some other friends who were saying, but we can't do that because you don't know what you're going to feel like when you put the clothes on. And everyone's, women particularly, will know what I'm talking about. You have that outfit that you've brought because you really like it, but every time you put it on, you don't wear it. You change again because you don't feel right in it for some reason. Yeah. Whether it doesn't fit right, it's not right the that colour. And that just needs to go. Because otherwise, it's every time you put it on, you just feel a bit rubbish. Yeah. And so get rid of it. That's it. Or sell it if it's nice and then get something it. else. And you've hit on something there with decluttering because you see, my husband, for example, mm -hmm. is almost like a hoarder. We're one extreme of these <laughs> different scales. Yeah. Um, and we've had to kind of go through an education process with him. And it's like you just said, there are some things that you've either paid a lot of money for yeah. or they've got a sentimental value yeah. or whatever. Then it's not so easy just to get rid of yeah. something. Then a bit of thought has to go in, okay, well, what can I do with it? Yeah. But the overarching piece of mm. advice is if you don't love it yeah. or it's no use, there's no practical use, yeah. you must get rid of it. Is it was it have any beautiful and useful things in your home? William Morris. I say, someone famous said that William I can't remember. Morris. Yeah. yeah. So that I have my um my nana's old sewing machine. Yeah. It's a singer sewing machine. Not yeah. one of those black ones with the handle, but just yeah. like a sewing machine. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. I I see my loft. I cannot throw it away. Right. And I know and I keep looking and there must be something I could make or do or and there is nothing I can do with it. Can you make it into a lamp base? No, it's not even that pretty. You know? <laughs> I think you may need to get rid of that one. I know, but and I know it's daft because I know my mum would be like, bin it. Yeah. I know my nana, if she was still alive, would be like, bin it. But it's just that well, do thing. you remember with yeah. things like that, and I'm, I'm saying bin it, I'm, that's actually not right, because if it's sentimental value to you, it's sentimental, sentimental value to you. But um, what the listeners really need to understand with decluttering is when you do declutter, what it does is it removes old, stale energy yeah. and allows, in all seriousness, yes fresh vibrant energy to come into your home because it's like the example they often use is if you've brought i don't know like a i'm gonna learn french book yeah. and it's sitting on your your bookcase and every time you look at it you think oh i never learned french that's not a positive emotion no. to have whereas if you get rid of it because you're never gonna if it's been sitting there for six years and you never learned the french the chances of you picking it up now and learning french are quite slim aren't that's they it. So get rid of it and don't have that not that negative thought every time you look at it that's essentially it. it's like clothes if you've got clothes in your wardrobe some people say six months, I don't know, I say a year. If you've got mm -hmm. clothes that you haven't worn for a year, yeah. get rid of them. Yeah. Now, if they're expensive clothes, sell them, yeah. give them to someone else, but get rid of them. Yeah. You're not going to wear them. Yeah. And we all do that. Yeah. I, I don't now, but most people do. And it's kind of, because I found that when I did do some decluttering, actually, after I'd done my major declutter, I found it much easier to get rid of stuff later. Yeah. And now I have like a bag that I just, you know, That's sits it. in my bedroom that I've chuck stuff that needs to go to the charity shop or that's it. you know take to people or what have you because yeah but but baby clothes you'll have this perhaps when you but is that i've i oh it's so funny i've been going through because i've got two children we're not having any more and my youngest is growing out of clothes and so some of them are quite nice and i'm keeping for people who have babies not my sister or if she has one or whatever um but then I'll look at a piece of clothing, like a little pair of shorts. Like, as you know, I was in tears because mm. my eldest had worn them, my second had worn them. <gasps> so there's all these baby clothes under my pillow that I, I can't get rid of, you know. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just come to those later. They need to go. They will go. Well, they're going to go to, if my sister has children, they'll go yeah. to her. But it's like... 
Baby clothes are an interesting But thing. people turn them into elephants and stuff. Have you seen this? It's in toy elephants. They turn them into like a patchwork elephant or a bear that aren't made to be played with. But then it means you have a bit of each part of the clothes that you remember, so you can put. Oh, <laughs> see, I'm giving you. Maybe I'm missing this emotional maternal chip because until I have my baby, let me know. No, no. Before, before I had my children, I'd be like, "What? You've got a cut-up rag elephant yeah, of it's, bits it's of." Not, you're not selling it to me. No, no I, I mean maybe next year I'll be like all my house is filled with elephants for my child's old clothes <laughs> at the moment i'm not getting that i i'm very much of the i'm almost quite sterile when something's yeah, done it's, it's done. done although i did think perhaps i might make a patchwork blanket yeah to throw to go off the sofa or their little that's quite sweet or we'll give it to somebody who needs it yeah you know? and that's probably what Charities. i will do because i'm quite practical about that kind of thing but i think it's not unusual for everyone to have one or two bits that they just can't my part with my mother-in-law yeah the other Sunday, um, managed to go into the loft and bring down all this stuff for my husband when he was a baby. <laughs> and there were things in there I can't even begin to explain, like old bottles. She's like, I don't think, do you want these? <laughs> probably not, no, because they're 40 years old. I'll probably buy some new ones. That I don't They're not think. expensive. Bless not that expensive. You know, and it, things like that, and that I don't, that I do struggle with. But I kind of get your point. Yeah. I can see why the sentimental value, yeah. but you're holding it for yourself. Yeah, not. You shouldn't. No. You should just give it to somebody who, you know. Who needs it. Who needs it. People can't afford. I know. I mean, I've got a baby now. I'm just about to have a baby. And, you know, I've spent a fortune for this one little thing that's coming. And there are people out there who can't afford anything. No. I mean, most of, most of the clothes have gone for charity shop. Good. But it's just a very few select ones. But they probably will. They'll give me five years and then it'll be will. less, it'll be less, less close, you know. <laughs> to, you're laughing at me now, aren't you? <laughs> I am softy underneath it all. Um, so do you have an ideal client or who, if people wanted to see you, what kind of things do you help them with or yawning again <laughs> um before you've even had the baby no no what it is it's, it hits two in the afternoon and it's nap time it's not nap time but it hit that wall yeah um no i don't have an ideal client i have um thankfully a range of clients it makes it more interesting I guess. which yeah i know i love that they're yeah. all different and i mean i'm talking from everyday like people mm. all the way through to CEOs of companies, there's, uh, I've got some royalty, mm. yeah. I've got a few celebrities, mm. it, and I just love that variety. A lot of old age pensioners, I love that as well. Because I think that's the thing, is that some people maybe have a barrier, and I don't know if there's a similar barrier between life and business coaching, is that kind of thing of, I should be able to run a business, why would I need a coach? When in fact, if you speak to most small business owners, or even you know higher up, the kind of I don't know, food chain's the right word, but is that you actually you do you're trained to do what you can do but you're not necessarily trained to run a business but people think they should be and in the same ways as life maybe people think well why would i need a life coach everyone knows how to live or but it's it's helping you solve problems isn't it and it's feedback from someone who hasn't got an agenda where sometimes if you talk to your friends they've got everyone's got an opinion if they know you kind of thing well yeah i mean a coach is is i mean first of all nobody should be as arrogant to think that nobody else can help them yeah because we're not an island. No. Is that, what's that saying? You know, we, we everyone needs, as, as humans, we need to bounce things off each yeah. other. We just need yeah. to, and that's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, I have my coach yeah. for things, yeah. you know. Um, but 
what you'll get with a professional coach mm -hmm. is number one, we're professionally qualified. Yes. Um, I'm qualified from the only government approved. And what is that one? So if people are looking for a coach, um, which one, is there any bodies they particularly should look for? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the body I'm with is um, called, they just changed their name actually, it's the IAPC&M. Okay. And they are the only government approved okay. coaching body in the UK, which okay. is why I went for them. Mm -hmm. um, because there are, to be honest, which I think is a shame mm -hmm. in this, the coaching industry hasn't got a particularly good name for itself. Yeah. And I'm quite strongly opinionated on that because mm -hmm. there's so many people out there giving coaching qualifications that it's diluted yeah. the qualification. Whereas the IAPCNM, you know that it's a professional. Yeah, it's a good qualification. qualification. Um, what a coach brings to the table that your friend won't mm -hmm. is A, we're qualified, so we're yeah. trained. Mm -hmm. We are objective, yeah, and that is the main. Because I guess sometimes people need to hear things that may be a little bit upsetting to hear or a bit hard to hear, perhaps. You well, we've know. got no agenda. You, yeah. you, you as a paying client, yeah. our agenda, sorry, is that you succeed and yeah. you do well, but we don't have any preconceived conceptions about you as a client. Okay, so you haven't got that history, whereas your friend might have seen you do, yeah, fail at a hundred relationships or mess up this or mm. do really well at that, yeah, and so they think, well, actually, you can do that, whereas you might have much more in you. It mm -hmm. just needs to be coached out of you, essentially. Yeah, and we're not necessarily emotional either, which yeah does make quite a big difference. Yeah, I mean, I tend to stay. Most of my clients, I tend to stay in contact with forever. Yeah. So that the, an attachment, of course, does form. Yeah. But definitely, the initial when I'm coaching somebody, it, it is almost um, yeah, I, I'm objective because yeah. I have to be, exactly. and, and that's what they're paying me. To, to, to do. do and and to say because because generally it's very good as knowing as a business coaching client of hers, very good at just saying it how it is, mm. um, and not that you've ever upset me because I don't actually get upset that easily on no. that kind of thing. But it's quite refreshing to hear that because sometimes you'll do things and everyone goes, oh that's nice, and you know they don't mean that, no. but they just don't know how to say it, actually. Yeah, I mean I'm a little bit unique in that mm. respect and there's only a few of us I think mm. actually in this country that are probably as blunt as me which is meant with kindness it's never meant with yeah malice. no exactly and you always say it quite well this yeah. is going to sting yeah, <laughs> and then I can mentally prepare yeah. myself but that's what people but that's what I, need yeah and it's what you need that as a client I want because there's no point me sending you something or doing something and you saying that's brilliant when mm. it's not or I no, guess in a life coaching way, there's no point someone saying, this is what, I don't know what life coaching people say because I've not had life coaching, but... Well, it's, there's no point for you or for me, mm. you doing a mediocre job. No. I mean, it depends where you are in terms yeah. of how you feel yeah. in your mind. Yeah. If you're fragile, yeah. I'm obviously not going to be as blunt as if you're <laughs> yeah. no, not fragile. Yeah. However, where I suppose I am a bit unique mm. is I'm I'm very driven in yeah. driving my clients because yeah. I, I want the success for them and they yeah. want the success. Yeah. Otherwise, and as you know, I'm I'm quite frequently will part ways with clients yeah. if I don't feel that they're doing what needs to be done because yeah. what's the you know there's what's no the point? point? It's a waste of time for me. It's a waste of time for them. Yeah, there is no point in that. Um. So yeah, there does have to be an edge of bluntness, I think, mm. for this process to work. Okay, and in terms of a life coaching, so do people come and see, you said about old age, sort of people who've retired, yeah. I guess, so yeah. I guess suddenly... A lot, by the way. I guess suddenly you've, because 
I guess it's different to what it was 20, 30 years ago when you used to retire, you'd have a few years and then that would be it. Yeah. Whereas now you retire, you might have another 20 years. Time, and a, yeah. And a lot of that would be healthy, active 20 years, not And sick. maybe second job. A second Probably. job. And, and there's that realising that actually 65 is not even classed as old anymore. I swear, you, you know, let's be honest. See, my mum, what's my mum now? She's 70. I think my mum is probably equivalent to a 40-year-old 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, she's still working full-time anyway. But, yeah, a lot of my clients who are pensioners, mm. classed mm. I mean, that word is horrible as well, yeah. actually. Um, they don't want to retire. In fact, they're looking for a new career. Yeah, maybe they're not having to do the, the... They've got more freedom now. Perhaps mortgages paid off or what they've got. They might have a pension. So so guess they, what? They want to do what they've always wanted to do. do. And actually, then's the time can do it. Yeah. And I guess also, do you have people sort of life coaching maybe who've just... Their kids have just left home or maybe their kids are going to school and yeah. suddenly they they've, they find that they, they exist again. Yeah. You know, they can have a whole life for themselves yeah. which they didn't quite know what to do with because they've been sucked into the, That's it. the kid being area. A being a parent. Which is wonderful, but it does tend to... Particularly for the woman, I think... You tend, you can tend to lose your identity slightly. Sure, and and, and let's be honest, it is more women that look after the children. Let's, yeah. you know, let's be completely straight down the line. It's about not always this. like that, but it is more often. Well, like, it is. Yeah. This day and age, still, it's the women yeah. who generally yeah. are the primary carers. Um, I also um take on pro bono clients as well. So, okay. Which I don't um, well, people do know, but if I feel I I tend to keep my books open for a couple of clients per month yeah. who can't afford life coaching. Okay. I'm very passionate about that. So mm -hmm. people who are perhaps unemployed, mm -hmm. um, who are maybe ill mm -hmm. or can't afford okay. coaching, um, I like to coach them because it's giving back. I want to give back. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's really kind of you. Um, I want to do that. Yeah. It's so. nice to, to yeah. give back. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so if people want to have coaching, obviously you can do it by Skype because obviously you've got all these international clients. I, I don't imagine you're jetting off to Dubai and then to Canada and then back to New Zealand. No, for, it'll be a very busy day. I know. I wish I could, well, actually, I am travelling soon. I'm meant to be, but probably not now because of the baby. But um, yes, yeah, so the coaching I do, it's a mixed bag, and it goes. It's really weird how it goes in sort of fits and starts. So it's either face to face, it's either over the phone, mm -hmm. or it's Skype, or it's FaceTime. Okay. Um, I used to do a lot of walking clients as well. I don't do so many anymore. Um, and it really is kind of split evenly between mm -hmm. those three sort of forums. Forums? Is that the right word? Medium. Mediums. Same. What's it called? Media? Yeah. So we know what you mean. Channels. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't even know what the right word is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong way to coach, no. in actual fact, because some people prefer it face to face. Mm -hmm. Some people prefer it on the phone. Some people prefer it on Skype to face. It okay. just depends where they are and who they are and what's convenient to them really. Okay. And what's this between therapy and coaching? Therapy is very, very different. So how would you know which one you would need? If I was thinking yeah. I need to change my life, mm. I don't know, do I need to have a see a therapist? Do I need to see a coach? Do I need to see both? How does no, it work? I'm very, very strict on this. So um, generally before I take on a client, mm -hmm. it depends what they're coming to me for. Okay. If it's a pretty straight, down the line mm -hmm. coaching topic mm -hmm. which would which would be what would I come to you with? I've been made redundant and mm -hmm. I need to I've got this mm -hmm. opportunity I need to know what I'm what my next yeah. steps should be mm -hmm. that would be coaching okay so that you know it's it's a it's a forward-looking practical kind of yeah yeah what I do need to make sure with with a majority of people who come for coaching actually um, not majority that's an exaggeration a lot of people I don't take on because it's a therapy issue okay 
So what would that be more like? Then? Right. So coaching is where you, I, you, you're from. A, you're in a good mental place. Okay. And we're looking forward. Mm-hmm. Therapy is where you're not in a good mental place, and you're generally looking back. Okay. And analysing what's happened and why. Okay. So an example would be, um, I've had somebody recently mm-hmm. who um, has gone through a relationship breakup. Okay. Now that generally can be a coaching topic Mm -hmm. but the more I got to know about this particular situation Mm -hmm. the more I realized and the person involved was that she actually needed therapy not coaching because you need to get over whatever was come out of that relationship so is that something that maybe for that person or for someone else once they've gone through the the cope the therapy side of it Mm. and we're in a good mental place that then they could come back for coaching to move forwards if if they would if they had their therapy that all been dealt with they've been like discharged by the therapist they're all fine then they could have coaching? Definitely. Well, sorry, in most cases. Yeah. I mean, I tend to not want to coach people if they're having therapy anyway. Yeah. But you, even there's no reason why you can't. But I just don't personally like it because, as we've just discussed, I'm fairly hands-on and quite quite blunt. So, you know, if you come to coach with me, you have got to be mentally in the right place because yeah. I'm going to push you. Yeah. And if you're... You and know, I guess the thing is, coaching is you might not fit, hear things that you want to hear. Yeah, it, it's quite brutal. And if you're feeling fragile that might be enough to yeah. make you send you to bed to cry for a day yeah. sort of thing which you don't obviously want no so for example on my podcast the other day i interviewed a psychiatrist mm-hmm. who's amazing yeah. on depression mm-hmm. so somebody who is depressed yeah. i will not coach no because there's nothing i can do i mean i funny enough i do know a lot about depression mm. but i'm not trained in it so but professionally I, you wouldn't no, want to touch it no yeah. that that to me is not appropriate for a um coach and it's good to have those boundaries definitely and that the listeners need to be very very clear on that themselves is it therapy is it coaching ask yourself the question am i in a good mental place and also if you have a, a good therapist or a good coach they'll be able to say straight away yeah i'm not going to help you yes. or maybe you should go and see this person yes it's all about scope of practice isn't it yeah because i often have that when i'm treating people they'll suddenly start telling me stuff yes and it's like i'm not qualified beyond offering maybe very common sense advice you know are you safe do you need help that kind of thing of i'm not dealing with this because i'm not qualified to deal with this let me find you somebody who is because you don't want to mess with stuff that's not appropriate to you know get into no and it's about responsibility you know people what i'm realizing the longer i do this people can be quite fragile yeah and you know as a a coach i've got a responsibility Mm -hmm to not take advantage of that you know yeah. if somebody's fragile mentally whatever you know in whatever yeah. way then i need to make sure that they're pointed in the right direction yeah. and certainly that i don't coach them because i'm not a therapist i'm not yeah. a psychologist no i'm not a psychiatrist i'm yeah. a coach yeah i'm not trained in that area at all no i don't want to be either no no um so no i have a responsibility as soon as i feel there's a red flag or an orange flag to say to that person i'm not for you yeah and that's good because that's that's another sign of being professional isn't it it's not just taking anyone as going actually i'm not appropriate for you that's it yeah um good so people can um find more on your website yes um uh, which is prosperitykitchen.co.uk www dot which i don't think you even say anymore prosperitykitchen.co.uk there's a whole load of stuff is your podcast through there or do you find that on itunes yeah podcast is there and it's also on itunes 
and it's on YouTube. Okay. So you can get it three different places. I think you probably find it through Stitcher for Android. Oh, and Stitcher and Saxy, Stitcher SoundCloud. Um, the blog, there's a lot on my blog, uh, my blog weekly about something that you And is there an instant happiest guide or something? Yeah, and on my website there's a free book at the moment, which is the in, which is brilliant. It's yeah. an instant happiness guide, um, which is what it says on the tin. It's it's literally thirteen instant happiness fixes, which is a, it's a free book, but I'm telling you, it's really really good. It's good because you've got a podcast similar to that. Yes, which I've read. Read. Listen to. Listen to. <laughs> oh, I do find that I'm often like folding laundry, listening to Gemma talking yeah. about something, good. and then um, my youngest comes in and goes. Emma. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love him. Yeah. And um, so yeah, and obviously, um, as we said, if you you go on her website to Gemma's website to see you know contact details if people want to have coaching with you, either business yes. or life coaching. So finally, my questions I ask everyone. Did you not want to go my ten tips? Oh, have you got tips? You said every day. Oh yeah. People go. To, well, you could have them. You don't have to have. Them. No, no, of course or I won't. Be talking them. too long. No, no, it? we haven't got talking too long. I just didn't read my last question. That's okay. Um, so tips. I forgot to say as well, I have got a book on Amazon. Oh, what's your book called? Um, 12 Commandments for a Kick-Ass Life. I didn't know that. It's going to be on my website shortly in the shop. Oh, quite yeah. like Kick-Ass Life. Yeah. yeah. Quite fancy Kick-Ass Life. It's good. Um, so tips. Tell me your tips. If I wanted to be happier instantly, what right. would I do? Well, the, the, what I've prepared for your podcast was mm. the things that people can do to improve their life. Okay. As opposed to the instant happiness. No, that's it's a bit fine. different. Um, and in no particular order, by the way, I wrote these down quickly before I came, is number one is get up earlier. Okay. I struggle with this one. Well, I can't stress enough. But the days I get up earlier are better days. There you go. But yet, why don't I want to do it? You, because... Like the children making me in the middle of the night. Well, so. because we do tend to... I used to do it. Yeah. You just tend to snooze and... It's wasted time. Yeah. The morning, to mm. me, is the most... It, probably if you look at around the world... Particularly if you're working Monday to Friday, yeah. that morning time before getting up and going to work is probably the un most unproductive time we have. Yeah. But if you get up earlier, yeah. get up an hour earlier, yeah. you can turn that time into the most productive time by getting up earlier. And trust me, at first it's going to seem like pain yeah. getting up earlier. Do it for 30 days, you'll be fine. Do it for 90 days, it'll be normal. Okay. Think what you can achieve in an hour. So what time do you get up then? 5.30. Not at the moment, actually, because of the pregnancy, because I don't sleep. But I'm still getting up at six. See, six, I, can, I can't, I find it hard when there's a five on the clock. You, honestly, do it for 90 days, it'll just be like normal. And you do you can, go to bed earlier then? Ten. See, that's quite a late night for me anyway. Oh my gosh, listeners, I sound so sad. <laughs> so, if you get up an extra hour earlier, yeah. you can do, and I'm a big advocate of you exercise. do your exercise. And then you spend the whole day on cloud nine. Yeah. And trust me, that's that's how I feel yeah. most days. Um, but get up earlier. You can write your book. You can do the make dinner for the evening. Mm. You can have some time on your own. You yeah. can meditate. You yeah. can do what you need. You've yeah. got an hour yeah. that you haven't got otherwise. Got otherwise. Okay. All for not laying in bed and putting the snooze on. Yeah. And trust me, once you get out of bed, yeah. you will be feeling fine within a minute. Yeah. It's just that initial... Oh, bed's yeah. so warm and crazy. It's pain, isn't it? It's pain. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, now my kids are getting a bit older and they're starting to sleep a bit better. That's more achievable now. When they're waking me like two or three times in the yeah, night. And that's that, different. Then it's like, actually, because a lot of 
it's quite a good productivity tip for quite a lot of people is they say get up earlier don't they when they're away from trials like, are you kidding me i'm having every minute i can yeah. but when you haven't got that then no. it's like you're I saying when that. you're pregnant now it's no, quite yeah. hard to <laughs> i'm not sleeping don't sleep anyway but i'm not definitely not sleeping um so that'd be tip number one mm. tip number two is to exercise and move your body i can't stress I mean, naturally, I'm somebody who's quite negative, mm -hmm. which is quite funny because I'm not. I'm quite yeah. positive, but you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Um, I'm positive because I've trained myself yeah. to be positive, and 50 to 60 percent of that training is because of exercise. It has huge benefits, doesn't it? Endorphins and all that. Kind I of can't stuff. even stress how much you know. And I say to the listeners, go outside now and do 10 star jumps yeah. in the freezing cold, and you come back in and tell me you don't feel better. Yeah, you will you definitely will it's just the literally elixir for happiness yeah. exercise i'm just i find i'm in a real grandpa vacuum that's it because you're being physical active move your body and you've been and you've got tidier floors and so it's it kind of that's a productivity hack that's yeah. two things yeah and if you can ideally exercise first thing in the morning yeah so i won't go into it now for various reasons even better okay so number two is exercise um number three is drink lots of water yeah i get so upset with people who don't drink mm. I've, I've always got water on me but yeah. i've run out now and i'm panicking about it um drink two to three liters of water a day yeah. and i promise you it can take a while to build up whenever i started trying to drink more water it's hard to go from drinking not much to two liters in one day you might have to like build it up do you find or is that just me yeah i mean actually my husband pointed that out to me i'm quite this sounds wrong quite a big drinker so <laughs> i of the water that wrong. <laughs> um i tend to drink whatever i'm drinking i drink a lot of yeah um so i appreciate it's not as easy for other people yeah. but the your your body is 70 percent, 60 to 70 percent water um people always say to me about my skin for example yeah. your, your skin, skin is amazing yeah. yeah because i drink loads of water yeah you know, my body is generally quite healthy because I drink yeah. less water. Um, the effect it has generally on energy levels is amazing. Yeah. Um, it stops you overeating. There's so many health benefits. It's, to, and it's easy. And it's easy. And it's, and it's free. Yeah, free. Yeah. So number three, drink less water. Number four is get a routine. Organise yeah. yourself. Helps. I can't even begin to explain how this can change your life. Yeah. Um, I've done a podcast on this and a blog post, by the way. Because if you get a routine... And you're starting to do things without thinking about it. It's much easier. It's easy. So if you think about cleaning your teeth. Yeah. You don't think about doing. You don't think about doing that. You no. just do it. You don't think about I don't know making your bed. No. Well, I don't. Some people do. It's just normal. Mm. And when something becomes normal, you just do it. Yeah. So what I say to my clients mm. is, okay, let's work out the things that you really need to be doing. Yeah. And let's bring them into like routine. shopping or cooking or cleaning. writing that book that you've been wanting yes. to write or exercising or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, bring it into a routine mm. and you will start achieving things and yeah. getting things done. And, that's and then you feel better because you're not like, oh, I haven't done that again. Yeah. That's it, you feel like you've achieved. Mm. Um, that's tip number four. Tip number five is do something every single day that makes you happy. See, that's a really simple one, but it's really like good. Because otherwise, you think it's sad to think of the other way. If you have days where you don't do anything that makes you happy. Rosie, you'd be surprised how people... But it's easy not to. Most people don't do anything that makes them happy. In fact, that's why I focus a lot on happiness in my life coaching yeah. practice. When I ask people what makes you happy, 
I would say 90% of people can't actually answer the question. I don't know. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that's not a criticism. It's just a reality. And also, it's the thing that most people want. What do you want out of life? To be Happiness. happy. And like parents, what do you want for your children? I want them to be happy. Yeah. It's quite a simple thing. Yeah. But yeah, we tend to forget about it. Yeah. Exactly. Which is really sad. I feel really sad. No, 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 no. But the yeah. thing is, it's, it, that's yeah. very easily fixed. It's yeah. just come up with the list of those small. Th I'm talking about the small things yeah. at the moment. Those small things that make you happy. So it could do be like one. playing with a cat for five minutes. Exactly. Reading your book. It could yeah. be. I, I mean, I've got a whole list. Spraying yourself with Chanel Number Five. You know. Painting your fingernails. Painting your nails. Going having a nap. Yeah. Just one thing. Going to the cinema. Yeah. One thing yeah. to make you happy every single day. Yeah. It will have a massive effect. Um, going on a bit. Number six is prioritise sleep. I can't even begin to explain oh. how important sleep is. But do you know what I find? Everything's going wrong. Often if I have a nap, when I wake up, the world's a much better place. I've, I've made a decision, a life decision of never make a decision when you're tired. No, that, so. That's one of my like top tips. It really is one of the basic pillars of, of yeah. health. And in fact... The chap who just brought out this book, I can't remember his name, he's been on Radio 2 all week. Um, he's actually saying that sleep is more important than diet and fitness. I can believe that. And I probably do agree with him. I know, unfortunately, I'm an insomniac. Yeah. Um, so I've learned to adapt myself. Yeah. But I know when, I, when things are really bad and I'm not sleeping at all it really has an effect on every area of my and life. I, and I, I mean, I've never had insomnia, thankfully, but I know from when having tiny babies and they don't sleep, and if anyone who's had children will, will, will remember that phase when they just do not sleep. And if you have a few days or a few weeks or a few months of that, your brain just literally starts, well, medical term here, falling out of your ears. And you can't make a decision, you can't coordinate mm. anything. I remember my sister sent me an app, there was an app going around, yeah. where you had to test your reaction speeds with, yeah. by pressing it. Yeah. And I remember sitting waiting for an appointment somewhere. And I was so tired that I couldn't work out. There you go. Even how to push. The, and it's like, you failed. You shouldn't be doing anything, you know, because you'd be so sleep deprived. That's it. That's a good analogy, Rosie, actually. You know, if you've had kids, you will know those sleepless nights when I've got them about to come. Um, you, that, that's what kills new parents. Because yeah. it's the lack of sleep. Yeah. And sleep is so important, not least if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. It messes your metabolism completely. Up. Cortisol levels go through the roof, things like that, um, and so many other things. And in fact, I've done a lot of podcasts on the importance of I sleep. I think you start craving sweet foods as well, don't you? you go for high energy snacks because yes. your body's like, yes. give me food, you know. Yes, and it affects your depression levels and things like that. So, um, I've done podcasts and blog posts on on tips for getting sleep because yeah. I'm such an expert. If yeah. if it works for me, it trust work me, it'll work for you. Um, so tip number six is prioritise sleep. Tip number seven is eat unprocessed foods. Yeah. Um, I'm such a big foodie and, you know, I love to, I love my food. Mm -hmm. um, I love to treat myself, mm -hmm. but generally 90% of the food I eat is made by me. It's unprocessed. Yeah. yeah. And I can't explain, I keep saying this at every point, how important that is. Yeah, and it, I think you just feel better, don't you, when you've had stuff where you know, you've cooked it. Yeah, and it's cheaper. And you can batch cook. Batch cooking. I love a batch cook. Oh, that. I love batch cooking. Yeah. You show, and then you, particularly, um, I keep going back to the whole kids thing, but I have weeks where, particularly when I was opening up my clinic, when I had no time, mm. and we'd have weeks when it was something and chips for tea, 
and I just felt dreadful, you know, you know, because as a mum you'd like to beat yourself with a guilt stick quite often, yeah. but it's like, oh, we've had nothing but fish fingers and chips, or sausages and chips, or pie they and chips. That, they? Well, they're eating the more, most of ever in their entire life. You, I had made them um, fish with with um, what's it called, breadcrumb coating the other day. Handmade them chips. Wow. I was like, oh, here you are, boys. They love fish. Seth went, what's that on the on the chips or the fish? It's it's breadcrumbs, darling. Bread essentially don't like it. No, I Scrape it all off. <laughs> I don't like it now, and I'm like, oh. but as I know, if I give him fish fingers and chips, he would have eaten them. But it's like that's not that is the thing with kids. To be fair, they I are think fussy. Parents. In fact, I did a podcast with a nutritionist, did you? chef. Oh, okay. I've just that one. Toddlers. Yeah, I think parents beat themselves up for that, and you shouldn't because the fact of the matter is, kids like eating and getting bigger. Age, they yeah. don't eat. Yeah, certain stuff. But I do like my tomato sauce with mixed veg in it that That's you can bless, you know, blend it up, put it in the freezer, and every yeah. time you make pasta and meatballs or whatever, at least you know the sauce it's has got seven veg in it, and That's they it. can't see it. Is that the Jamie Oliver one? It is the Jamie Oliver one. Yeah. Um, no, I mean on processed food, if if you get into a routine yeah. of doing some cooking, it's on a much Sunday, easier. It is much it's much easier. easier. It saves you time. It saves you money. Yeah. And you're getting nutrition, and you are what you eat, and you feel better about and it, and you all. feel better about it, and. I think, I think it was Martina Natratilova that said 80% of health is what you eat. Well, it's your fuel, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, you're giving your body fuel. Your engine can only run on what you give yourself. And yeah. if you give yourself rubbish, it's going to run on rubbish. Exactly. And today, in today's society, um, you know, people are so busy that it's important that your mm. nutrition levels are high. Also, I'm a big believer in supplementation as well, yeah. which I haven't on to here but um so tip number seven was to eat own press own, own the, the unprocessed foods um tip number eight is attitude of gratitude yeah that's a good one massive topic won't go into it here but all i can say is it doesn't matter how you feel about life or where you are in your life find something to to be grateful for. It's quite a research basically increases your resilience, doesn't it? Yes. And happiness levels. A lot of research on this. Um, and I actually can't think of it off the top of my head, although it is in my Instant Happiness book. Um, yeah, just grab that one. And actually in the Instant Happiness book, I give you 10 questions that you can answer to okay. instantly get that gratitude. Because it's a weird thing when you start doing it. Well, if, if you know... We, you and I were talking off yeah. mic earlier about the bad days we've had yeah. and why we've had them, like, moaning, moaning, moaning. The fact is, where I'm quite good is I can always reach for something instantly yeah. to make me feel happier in terms yeah. of gratitude. Yeah. So, you know, it can even just be the fact that I'm breathing. Yeah. I'm grateful for. The fact that I've got clothes I'm grateful for. Yeah. And people tend to roll their eyes at this, but, you know, did you know that a majority of the world, they don't have water they yeah. don't have food they don't have shelter yeah they don't have showers they don't have toilets yeah. you know we we take all this for granted exactly and it's that realizing because it's easy when like we're saying we've had a bad day or what have you to concentrate on all the negative bits but actually you know you can go i'm really thankful i have this or grateful yeah. i have that it's first and world problems it, hashtag first world problem yeah. isn't it yeah and it's that realizing actually you know life isn't that bad and even when you are is that bad there's always something yeah and there's, there's the element of that where people think yeah but come on i'm having i can't help how i feel and i get that people can't if they're having a bad day they're having a bad yeah. day and you know what sometimes thinking about starving children in africa is not going to make you feel better yeah. doesn't cut the mustard i get that 
But then I say to somebody, well, do you know what? When you're in that really bad mood, mm. think about who you love and why you love them. Yeah. And that, and that does help being grateful for maybe the friends you have in your life. Or, exactly. You know, that maybe it was a bad day, but we, we got to moan at each other and then we felt better, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's something to be grateful for. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So tip number eight is gratitude. Number nine is dream big, big, big. Yeah. And that's, I, I would go along with that one. You have to, I can't stress enough how I've always, looking back, dreamt yeah. big. I've always yeah. visualised, and this is law of yeah. attraction, another podcast topic. Um, it works, mm -hmm. and the bigger you dream, the more likely yeah. it's going to become your reality. Is it that thing of, um, is it dream for the stars? And if you miss them, you might get the moon or something. Something like that, yeah. I can't saying, remember. There's some moons and stars in there. The, head for the stars and you'll get the moon, or, or head for the moon and you'll get the stars, something like that. <laughs> exactly, because if, if you don't dream big, you're not going to get anywhere. No, and, and you have to, oh, come yeah. on. I mean, yeah. I say to TV yeah. live coaching clients, mm. what are your dreams? Yeah. And I may get very mediocre things. No, what are your dreams? What do you want to be? Let's get your juices flowing. It's Make quite... me excited for you. What is it? We had like, we were playing one of these games where you yeah. pull out a card and it was like, imagine you have an unlimited fund, or unlimited <sighs> budget. What would your most biggest party be? Yeah. Um, and my, um, I played with my family and my brother-in-law at the time was like, and my sister were going, yeah, we'll do that. And I was sitting there going, I don't even know how to start, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I love games. I want to come and play that game. Okay, we'll find that game. You come and play it. Yeah. Nearly as good as the one with a name on the forehead. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I know which one you mean. But no, I want that first one. Okay, we'll do that one. But um, but yeah, no, it was really weird, that kind of mindset of going, if you could have anything or everything, what would you have? And it was quite it was quite odd to be able to think, un to try and think unlimited. Mm. is quite hard. That's a law of attraction exercise, actually. Is it? Uh, and then number 10 is get a life coach. Yeah. Get a coach. Get a coach. I have a coach. Yeah. Get a coach. Yeah. Because, as I said earlier, don't be as arrogant to think that you can cope with everything on your own. There's yeah. always going to be something. two heads are better than one. And it's not something you necessarily have to have for ages. No, I mean, no, no, you don't, actually. Some people do. Yeah. Have them going on, going on, ongoing. Yeah. Some people, no, don't. But definitely, I can't stress enough how big coaching will be in this country. It's in its infancy at the moment. I think, is it, do you think people see it as a bit kind of almost American of course they do. to have a coach? And people are really cynical. And, and do you know what? I don't blame them because I think there's a lot of bad coaches out there, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so I get the cynicism. But yeah. if you get a good coach, it's brilliant. it will change your life. Yeah. I mean, I can say that you've changed my business, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think, um, as I said to you the other day, like, would I have my business without you? Yes, I would. Of course you because would. I'm quite headstrong and determined and stubborn. Some good things as well, but those things are quite good in business, I think, sometimes. Well, you've done it, not me. Yeah. I mean, you've done the hard work. I've yeah. coached you. But the, some of the things you've coached me on, I would never have done if you hadn't suggested it. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, almost certainly. Mm. Um, and so... I'll take that. Yeah, you can have that one. Um, so that, that helps. Oh, thank you. But anyway, um, so the questions that I have now. Yes. Um, so, um, what is the best tip, health tip you've ever been given? Best health tip yeah. I've ever been given. Yeah. Um, that's hard to answer because I give lots of health tips out. Um, be happy. And is that? The, and then the next question is what? What do you? What's the best? What's the most common tip you give to your be clients? Happy. Be happy. It's funny how maybe not yeah. funny how they're usually the same two answers. Mm -hmm. And then the last one: What is your um, most unhealthiest habit or guilty pleasure? When I'm not happy. When you're not happy. Which sounds 
silly when I let myself, no, let's rephrase that. My guilty pleasure can sometimes be that I allow myself the, the, the pleasure of, of moping. A bit of wallowing. Wallowing, and actually, I'm all for that. Yeah. You, you do need to have those times where you definitely, mm. life is about emotions mm. that are up and down. Yeah. I, I really get quite agitated with coaches who are all about, oh, you've got to be happy all the time, and it's exhausting. No, you can't be happy. If you're happy all the time, how do you know when you're miserable? Exactly. Or what, when you're happy? You you've can't got to be. have light yeah. to have the dark, you've yeah. got to have dark to have the light. Yeah. And famous saying is, it's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah. And I really think about that because yeah. it's, it's quite poignant. Yeah. But I suppose my guilty pleasure sometimes is I do like to have a good old wallow and moan. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if, that, if that makes anyone feel better. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you. My pleasure. And um, yeah, thank you for now. Thank Bye-bye. you, Rosie. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Total Health Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you need any information or links from the show, they'll be in the show notes. And if you have enjoyed it and you're a regular listener, maybe you'd leave us a five-star review. I'd be really grateful. Or perhaps you'd share it with a friend or subscribe so you can hear our future episodes. Thank you so much. Goodbye.